here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. We may rip all of the religious heritage out of our history books and try and rewrite history, but it doesn't change the facts. It doesn't change the fact that God, the eternal God, set the Ten Commandments in time and space and eternity, and man will have to give account to him. Jesus is telling Pilate that he is the truth, that he came to bear witness to that truth. Many today are trying to erase the influence of Christianity from history. They remove crosses from public places and try to rewrite history books and use them to indoctrinate our children in public schools. But no matter how hard they try, they cannot erase God from history. History is indeed His story. In today's message, Pastor Ed reminds us that no matter how hard they try, they cannot change the facts. Facts are stubborn things, and you cannot have your own truth. God has acted in human history. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of his message entitled, What is Truth? This morning we're going to open the book and we're going to look at John's Gospel, the 18th chapter, the 33rd verse. We're going to read about the account of Jesus before Pilate, Pontius Pilate. And Jesus makes a statement, and so does Pilate, that is something that all of us in this postmodern generation should pay attention to. We're living in a time where people have forsaken the old principles that have for centuries and millenniums guided us as a culture. And so as we turn to John chapter 18 in our Bibles, we're going to look at Some words of instruction. Turn in our Bibles to John chapter 18. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then? said Pilate. Jesus answered, You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. With this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis of charge against him. The title of the message is, What is Truth? All of us have had the experience thinking we were right only to find out later we were wrong. Have you ever had a destination you were driving to? And as you were driving to that destination, you just thought you were going in the right direction only to find out you weren't. Or perhaps you felt like 
I have to talk to so-and-so. I got to tell him what's on my mind. And you thought it was the right thing, but when you did, it exploded. And it wasn't. Or you're taking an exam in school and you feel assured, this is the right answer. I've studied, I know it, and you put it down. And when the test comes back, you were wrong. All of us have had that experience where we felt something was right, only to find out later it was wrong. Our culture has become more and more a feeling culture. That's why we're so concerned about people's feelings rather than their well-being at times. We want to be politically correct in all that we do. Now, I'm not saying that we necessarily have to needlessly offend people and just sort of roughshod over people. But I am saying that what's happened in our culture is we have become a culture who's become so tolerant of wrong that we're not taking a stand, that we're not willing to call something wrong that's wrong and something that's right that's right. That's what's happening in the nation. That's what's happening in the culture. That's what's happening in our society. Now, here's Pilate. He could easily fit into this postmodern generation. I don't know how the conversation exactly went, even though we have the written text. There's so much that's communicated by tone, voice fluctuation, the nonverbals. But I picture something like this happening. Jesus saying that he came to bear witness to the truth. Pilate, throwing his hands up in the air. What is truth? Simply walking away from the son of the living God, from incarnate truth, from the one who hurled the stars into the heavens and formed the universe and knows everything perfectly. He simply walks away. Perhaps in Pilate's mind was... I don't want to be involved in some philosophical argument. Maybe for Pilate, truth was political clout. Maybe it was being a friend of Caesar. Maybe truth for Pilate was holding on to the reins of power. Whatever it was, he missed an important moment when truth was staring him in the face and could show him the right way to go. Jesus Christ is the king of truth. The king of truth is Jesus. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is truth. Now notice, I am the way and the truth and the life. I could still remember it several years ago after an Easter Sunday morning service. I had shared the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ that Jesus said that he was the only way to the Father. There was no other way to be saved. 
And after the service, a man came down, met me in the front, and he began to debate with me. And I said, sir, you're in a Christian church. You're in a church that believes the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. That he said he was the only way to the Father, and that's what we believe. And he was upset with me, he left, and later on that week he emailed me. We live in a culture where everyone feels that we must tolerate everyone's view. We worship at the shrine of tolerance, so much so that we have lost our freedom of speech. You can't stand in the marketplace, in the public square, and say, there is only one way. What a contradiction. We must be tolerant. And everyone's tolerant except of Christians who proclaim the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. We're living in a culture where more and more our young people, our older people are being badgered every time you stand up for the truth, the way, and the life. We believe in the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. I recognize that Jesus Christ is the only way. And we're not going to get together with people and pray to all sorts of gods that don't exist, that are often inspired by the powers of darkness itself. Amen. Jesus Christ is truth incarnate. He is ultimate authority. You cannot understand life unless you understand it in the light of Jesus Christ. How do you make sense of suffering? How do you make sense of all the things that happen in this world? The best case for making sense of this world is Christianity. It has the best answers. And Jesus said, he is the truth. Life without Christ is meaningless. And that's why it seems like people are just caught in some type of web of confusion, some type of maze where they're going around and around and around. They don't know the meaning. They don't have a meaning to their life. And they just keep on looking for some purpose. Some are so caught up in pleasure. All they want is the pleasure of this world. And their philosophy is, let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But Jesus saying, no, I'm the creator, I'm the sustainer, I'm the one who made everything that is, and if you come to me, you'll find meaning. He is the truth. There's a quote that I skipped over that I'd like to read concerning truth. It's the first one. Not only does Christianity claim there is absolute truth, truth for everyone, everywhere, at all times, but it insists that truth about the world, reality, is that which corresponds to the way things really are. Christian truth claims really correspond to the state of affairs about which they claim to inform us. There is truth. I know that our culture has abandoned the idea of truth. They say there are no absolutes. But that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's insane to think that there's no truth. Young people, when they teach you that at college, if you go to a secular college or in high school, and they say, well, there's no such thing as absolutes, no such thing as truth. Why don't you go at the end of the 
year, and maybe they marked just wrong on some exams. And I said, listen, I want to contend with you. That was the right answer. Well, that's not the right answer. Well, your truth is different than my truth. This is truth to me. <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't make sense. Does it make sense? If there's no God, this world is in great, great trouble. If there's, once you take God out of the picture, once God is no longer in the picture, we're living in a world of chaotic mess. We're living in a culture of disaster. Uh, we really are going and headed towards great danger. We may rip the Ten Commandments off all of our state buildings and take it out of all of our courtrooms. We may rip all of the religious heritage out of our history books and try and rewrite history, but it doesn't change the facts. It doesn't change the fact that God, the eternal God, set the Ten Commandments in time and space and eternity, and man will have to give account to him. Jesus is telling Pilate that he is the truth, that he came to bear witness to that truth. Years ago, you remember the movie, Oh God? John Denver asked George Burns, who plays God in that movie, he asked him about Jesus. He said, what about Jesus? Was he your son? George Burns says, yes. Then there's a pause. And Mr. Burns continues. And so was Buddha. And so was Muhammad. And so he goes on. He was expressing the view of many Americans that there are so many different ways to God. All you have to do is simply be sincere. There was a pastor who had gone to a, a church where it was a new pastor there, and he talked to one of the deacons, and one of the deacons was talking to him. He said, oh, you have to be careful of so-and-so who teaches Sunday school class. She believes in the doctrine of sincerity. He said, what do you mean the doctrine of sincerity? He didn't know no, the doctrine of sincerity. As long as you're sincere, you're going to get to heaven. You could believe in Buddha. You could believe in Mohammed. No, uh, no, 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 no. Would you want your doctor, if you went to your doctor and you were gravely ill, he didn't want to hurt your feelings. So he said, you know, it's not that bad. Don't worry. Take some pills and go home. Or would you want the truth? We're afraid to give the truth. We've actually said there is no such thing as truth, but the Bible says there is. And I'm going to stand with God and not with this culture. Yeah, think about it. If there was no such thing as God, if there was no truth, you're at home and some spider comes running across your bedroom headed towards your bed and you just kill the thing. And you happen to look out in your backyard and that pesty neighbor's child is playing in your backyard, making a mess. So you take your gun out and you shoot him. Well, if we're all from some primeval slime and we're all some creature, what does it matter? If we're all some mistake and some accident, 
that somehow in some big explosion it all happened to come together. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Then, if that's the truth, what is our basis for ethics? What is our basis for morality? What is our basis for right and wrong? What makes an ant not as valuable as a human being? See, a human being we know was made in the image of God, and we're told in the Bible not to murder. So you have to go to the scriptures. You have to go to the truth of God's word. You have to go to the Bible. Because it's only in the word of God that you can base and build an ethic from. We call terrorists freedom fighters. Terrorists who kill innocent citizens. Because when President Bush, after 9-11, called it evil, oh, there were so many who just lamb blasted him. I said, no, you can't call it evil. Well, give me a break. That's evil. That's sin. That's what the Bible identifies as wrong. I think so many times we get caught up into this culture and what we're doing is we're just getting sucked in and saying, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to make waves. I'm not going to disturb anybody. I want to be politically correct. The apostles could have done that. We would have never heard about Jesus. They could have said, listen, we're not going to disturb the leadership in Jerusalem. We're not going to upset them by telling them the truth. We're not going to upset them by making Jesus Christ the exclusive claims of his. No, they were bold. I'm not talking about being ruled. I'm talking about being bold. There's a big difference. Being truthful. In Acts chapter 4, 12, it says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. There's only one name that you and I could find salvation in, and that's Jesus Christ. No one, no one, no one else. It's a personal relationship with God. That is the only way a man can be right with God. The only way a woman can be right with God. The only way we could be accepted into heaven. You may be a good moral person, but that won't get you to heaven. You may be the kindest person on your block. You may be the most generous person in your family. You may be the most religious person in your community. It doesn't matter. What matters is a relationship with God. Charles Colson said, Christianity is not some religious structure or social institution. It is not merely a set of beliefs or creeds about the nature of reality. The Christian faith rests on the truth, ultimate reality. The Christian experience begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it all begins. Jesus is a king, and his kingdom is truth, a kingdom of truth. In John 18.36, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Jesus was saying, it's people who follow him are going to live in the truth. They're not going to live in a lie. People are walking in an illusion. They're following a fantasy. They're living a lie. We as a nation have believed Satan. We have bought into the father of lies. And you look at our whole nation. Why are we having all the problems that we're having? Is anybody home upstairs? Does, 
the elevator go all the way up? I don't think so. What's happening in our nation from the court system to the political system to the educational system to the church system, all across the board, what people have done is they have literally forsaken the truth and they have bought into a lie. We are going to have to recognize that truth means there are incorrect answers. Not every opposing views can't be true. Not everybody's going to be right. What's happening is educational institutions, secular, have taken over the educational system. An incredible challenge where your teachers are challenging you, where your schools are challenging you, where the culture is challenging you. There's so little good on television. There's so little good in our system. Now, there are some good things. I'm not saying there isn't some good things, but there's so little of it. And what is happening is your teachers are going in and saying, listen, it's okay to have premarital sex. It's your choice. It's your body. It's okay to have fornication or adultery. In fact, be a homosexual. It's all right. There's no problem with it. Well, that's what the educational system is saying. That's what the political system is saying. That's what Hollywood is portraying. But you know, when you come in the church and it's, it, someone says, you know, pastor says, don't steal, don't rob. Yeah, that's wrong. And no, I shouldn't steal, I shouldn't rob. Only on certain occasions, you know. Uh, and then all of a sudden they say, morality. Don't commit adultery. Don't commit fornication. Don't be homosexual. They say, wait, 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 wait. We weren't taught that in school. We weren't taught that on television. I know you weren't. But the Bible is true. That's our basis for ethics. That's what we've decided to build our lives on. And what the culture is saying is wrong. It doesn't matter what the culture is saying. Someday, this culture is going to be judged. What's happening on Wall Street and what's happening on Main Street and what's happening in our state government, what's happening in our national government, what's happening all in our institutions is we have forsaken the truth, the way, and the life. We've abandoned the foundations. And when you abandon the foundations, don't you expect that we were built as a democracy. We were to be built on values and truth and righteousness. And without that, we can't exist. We're seeing the foundations beginning to shake right through our whole nation. People on Wall Street say, listen, I want to satisfy my hunger for more money. So what? If I cheat, so what if I get some early information and make some investments? So what if I break the laws? There's no God. There's no such thing as truth. What feels good for me, that's good for me. That's the attitude of our whole culture. So we see all of these things, this ripple effect going through our whole nation. And people are walking around saying, well, yeah, what's happening here? What's happening is we are suffering the consequence of our forsaking of God, forsaking of truth, forsaking of the righteous. And as we do that, we will suffer the consequence. We will see the judgment come upon us as a people. It's just a natural result of turning our back on God, a natural result of breaking and disobeying God's laws. Well. 
That's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's look at the Gospel of John. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media plan. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or a friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Gospel of John right here on Voice of Faith.